Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Wanted to hop on real quick before we get into today's episode and let everyone know that the next seven-day fasting lifestyle challenge registration link is live. You can go to the show notes, click the link for more details, or you can go to www.the fastingforlife.com forward slash live. Wanted to speak directly to you if you've been listening to the podcast, maybe you're new and just getting started, or maybe you've been fasting for a while and really trying to adopt that lifestyle and the scale just won't move beyond that two to four, three to five pounds each week, or maybe you feel like you've hit that dreaded weight loss plateau, or maybe the hunger, or as my wife likes to say, the hangriness has snuck up and bit you on the backside, and you just can't seem to get away from those cravings, or the consistency of your fasting schedule just isn't allowing you to get back on track if you've fallen by the wayside, this seven-day lifestyle challenge is exactly for you. It's coming up in the near future. Please don't miss out on this opportunity. We are super excited to be leveling up this experience and leaving that diet baggage behind, giving you the confidence and the habits to build that long-term weight loss and fasting lifestyle success. Go to the show notes. You can click the link or www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. We will hope to see you on the inside. And now to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. It is challenge week, as you just heard. We are super pumped. It is starting tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central. Do not worry if you can't be there live and you're a last minute Larry. Much like myself, (laughs) we have a replay dashboard that gives you immediate access to those replays. So if you've been on the fence, come on, hop on in. The water's warm. We'd love to see on the inside. Go to the show notes, click the link, and we will see you in. So, Tommy, as we go over today's episode... I'm excited because these are some of the conversations that we have, the most impactful conversations that we have around fasting and the fasting lifestyle. Mm. And we're going to go back to the basics and talk about OMAD and one meal a day and how it differs from IF, even though it's yeah. still fasting and some of the the pitfalls and the, the eating window and the mindset around the weekends and all the real life stuff, mm-hmm. the application yep. type stuff. And it's perfect timing because these questions have been coming in over the last couple of weeks, you know, since the last challenge and in, in the uh, weekly mini challenge inside of the VIP experience. And we've really seen the needle move. So we want to give you some of that, that experience and that know-how and that application. Because if you're new to the podcast, one of the things we like to do is talk about fasting. It's right? literally yeah. <laughs> all we do, right? And True story. If, if you're new, go back, listen to, to our story, how we got into fasting, why it changed our lives, how it changed our lives, and why we do this week to week, and why we've developed the programs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But every episode, we want to give you something actionable. Some episodes are a little bit more nerdy. We go into some research, try to apply it, debunk it. 
align with it, you know, just talk about it, discuss it in a way that you can literally start now or get back on track now or break through that plateau now with some of the things that you're going to hear today. So welcome to all the new listeners. Welcome to you, OGs, the Fasting for Life fam. I appreciate y'all being on this journey with us and continuing to show up and do the work and listening week to week. If you'd be Mm -hmm. so inclined, please drop us a review. We prefer the five-star kind. If you're enjoying the content and the value, that tells the podcast gods and the podcast world that we are doing something good and adding value into this space. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, Tommy, let's start off today with setting the stage with some of these conversations that we've been having. And one of the questions came up that said, what would you like to improve in the next few weeks before the next challenge? So this was a survey that we sent out to someone that had done the challenge and Mm -hmm. they replied with, I don't know. (laughs) I I was like, okay. Yeah. Not sure that landed, but here's where it gets good. I believe in fasting, comma, but you know what they say, but after Mm -hmm. a good but, Mm -hmm. I have not had overwhelming success so far. Screeching breaks. We need a soundboard because that was terrible. (laughs) Here comes some good insights and I'll just lay it out and then you can pick wherever you want to start. Maybe I need longer fasts, question mark. Maybe I'm not eating correctly once I stop fasting, question mark. I usually fast 16 to 20 hours every day. Okay, more of an intermittent window. Mm-hmm. I am consistent, but the weight is not coming off. So if you're listening and this is you, we got some good stuff for you. Right. And then she says, I've been indulging in some sweets during my nutrition window that I don't normally do. So we'll give some nuance to that in a minute. But is is that throwing me off so much, right? Mm. Fear of missing out. It, not sure if this is what she should be doing, right? Yeah. And then she says, I'm not as worried about the weight as I am my health. That's huge. Good. A lot of people good, come good. to fasting for weight loss, but it's actually a health and lifestyle adaptation, much like any lifestyle change. And then she says, here's the kicker. My blood work has improved so much over the last year, and that is the most important to me, comma, but. <laughs> That's I, a huge one. That's I know. A huge. That's a huge win. <laughs> I know. But. I really would like to lose the weight as I know this is a hindrance to my health goals. So shout out, Melissa, incredible perspective in here. And I want to encourage you that if this is you and you're in Melissa's shoes, you are winning the battle. Yeah. It might just be going a little slower than you expected, but that's okay. That's okay. Your blood work has changed. Yeah. You're going in the right direction for sure. And, you know, like she acknowledges that multiple times, like that's, that's the big win. At the same time, we'd all like to see the scale move. We'd all like to, you know, get more control over that pesky thing, right? Even as the health is rebalancing and the, the blood work is changing. So a couple of things here. Maybe I need longer fast or am I eating correctly once I stop fasting? So that that's 16 to 20 hours, that that intermittent type of window is where a lot of folks either start or They've kind of pushed past like the basic just skipping breakfast and they're the 16 in eight window, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very popular. Probably arguably the most popular type of, yeah, of window. Yeah. However, can be depending on where you are or how much weight you have to lose or how long you've been accumulating the weight. It can be an excellent maintenance tool, but sometimes your fast need to go beyond that in order to really start tapping into those long term fat stores. So. That, that might be part of the issue. And 
as far as what's on the plate whenever I'm, I'm breaking my fast is going to, to definitely make a big difference here too. Because with a four to eight hour eating window, I mean, I, I could definitely fit in two meals here, two meals and a snack. I could definitely have an ample opportunity for a lot of insulin spike and a lot of caloric density as well. So I, I might not be seeing the scale move for a, for a long time, if, if ever, but it is a good sign that the blood work is balancing there for sure. Yeah, there's a laundry list of things. So fasting simple, but sometimes not easy. And it's easy to do wrong for a lot of people, right? Especially if you've got a dieting history and weight loss, mm -hmm. regain, weight loss, resistance, et cetera. So in the beginning, you know, she hits two of the biggest levers, right? You're eating the eating portion of the window, right? Mm -hmm. So either too much or less nutritious foods or too many sugary stuff that's spiking the insulin and not allowing right. the insulin to come down enough, mm -hmm. right? Because that 16 hours might not be long enough. Mm -hmm. So she also mentions uh, you're not fasting long enough, right? So that's another big lever, but there's also you're not doing the right type of fasting for you. Like you didn't choose the right plan. You mm -hmm. might not be sleeping enough. You might be working out too much. You might not be hydrated enough. You're not following the plan. You're kind of freelancing it, right? Where we talk about our fasting types and our fasting yeah. types, the episode we did on that. You don't really plan ahead. You've got some guilt that comes with the things you put in your window. So one of the things here that she mentions is the, uh, the sweets that she goes, I don't normally do this. So we followed up and asked, well, why are you doing it now? She's like, well, they're around and I want them. Right. And it was like a pumpkin <laughs> muffin and like yeah. a handful of trail mix or something, right? Chocolate like covered strawberries. Chocolate, chocolate covered strawberries, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, half a tub of Ben and Jerry's, right? right? So the food piece here, so out of all those levers we just mentioned, right? The two biggest ones are the fasting window and what you're eating. So first, of, first and foremost, that window is not enough. If the scale's not moving, it's not enough. That doesn't mean you have to start doing rolling 48 hour fasts. Right. But you got to figure out a way to push that boundary. Yeah. Cool. The second portion is that food, right? The two biggest levers is, is what are you eating during the window? So this blends right into another question from the same individual about a week earlier. And it, it, it's about the eating window. And there's an over fasting and an under consuming and an under fasting and an over consuming hmm. dichotomy that can take place. So slow that down and go re-listen to that because I'm pretty sure I said it correctly. A lot of the times I botched <laughs> it the first time I said it. Tommy's giving me the smile and the zoom. So that means I think I got it on the first try that time. So here's the kicker. When it's time to eat, I really was not hungry. I broke my fast with a cup of bone broth and about 15 minutes later had half an avocado, some sauerkraut. So great, incredible mm. way to break a fast. Good fiber, good potassium, sauerkraut, good fermented foods. I felt so rushed to get my meal in also within that one hour eating window. We're going to talk about OMAD in a minute. Okay. Right. But right. these are all connected in different layers. So I didn't feel that hungry, but I ate my nutritious meal anyway. However, I was hungry about like an hour after that. <laughs> right. Well, this it's, isn't good. <laughs> right. It's time to eat now. I ended up yeah. extending my window and ate some more. What do I do with this? I'm not sure it was the right thing. What should have I done differently? Yeah. Simple, but sometimes not easy because all of these question marks that keep coming up. Sure. However, if, if I repeated that every single day, if I'm like, you know, 16 hours fasted or, or maybe this happened even after a 20 hour fast, but right. then at the same time I just ate and I didn't feel like I wanted to eat. And then now an hour later, I feel like I need to eat some more. And then I, I kept that eating window open at that point. Then I, I just brought in a whole lot more nutrition and, and calories than I, than I really wanted to. 
and my next fast started that much later in the day. Like if I repeat that daily. It's a snowball. Yeah, it's a snowball. Definitely easy to maintain or maybe even see the scale ticking up like that. So we're yeah. going to we're going to need to reverse that trajectory if we're going to make some impact on the scale. So there's two things of leverage here or two things that I see that happen in this situation mm -hmm. is either you've got fear of missing out on something, mm -hmm. right? Or your choices during your window cuz she alluded to it in the first question that we went over, like maybe it's what I'm eating during my window, right? And it probably is. So either from a nutrient standpoint, from a carbohydrate standpoint, from an insulin standpoint, or from yeah. just an overconsumption standpoint. So there's a lot of good stuff to take away. And this is like one of the most relatable situations that we hear about day in right. and day out. That's why we started doing the challenges. That's why we started having a VIP group, a private yeah. group. That's why we started the community group. That's why we you know, do podcast episodes every week. And one day we're gonna increase that. We keep talking about it, right? But like, <laughs> Because there is that that long term sustainability piece requires that repetitive nature of building those habits yeah. and learning from or failing forward from the previous experiences. So, yeah, this really strategically getting outside of our comfort zone. Too. Yes, because I, I feel like Melissa was doing a lot of the things that still feel comfortable for her, but that that really is where some of the, the tools and the challenges come from. It's like how do how do we help you like get outside of your comfort zone? Because sometimes I'm just stuck because. I'm I'm comfortable. And and yeah. this can happen near maintenance too, where I'm like Damn. five, 10, 15 pounds away. And it's like I've come a far away from where I started. But now it's just like it's tough I'm to here. get myself going, right? You know, for that last leg. But I know it's still important to me. Yep. Yep. And this really speaks to some of the questions we get sometimes is like, well, I just started fasting, or they come to a challenge or they reach out about coaching. They're like, hey. What about X, Y, or Z? Hey, the challenge, you know, I'm really a beginner. I just started fasting. I know you recommend one meal a day, right? So on the website, we have a free resource. It's called the Fast Start Guide. And it's six simple little videos that go along with a six simple step PDF to put OMAD, one meal a day fasting into your day-to-day -day life, right? Right. So that's the beginner point for a lot of people that come into our sphere, right? Into mm -hmm. our listenership, into our Fasting for Life fam, as we like to say. Yeah. But a lot of people start at what Melissa started at was that 16 to 18 hour window. And that's just not enough if you truly have any form of insulin or leptin resistance. And it's not enough time, especially if you're not looking at what's going on in the window, which is why I love those two connection points. Yeah. The third one that we were going to go over today is this, this concept of OMAD, <laughs> right? Yeah. And we hear this a lot, like, you know, the surveys that we send out after challenges, we, we want your feedback. We want to know. We want to know if what we're doing is resonating. We want to know if you're getting the results. And mm. it's crazy. The last challenge, we averaged about seven pounds with 6.8, 6 .8 something pounds weight loss during the seven days. Yeah. And no, this is not a seven day fast. Okay. Right. <laughs> you eat pretty much every day. There's three different levels, right? So there's beginner, yeah. intermediate, advanced. So that's my point of bringing up the OMAD resource of why we found great results with OMAD. We were able to use OMAD as a weight loss tool. Some mm -hmm. people see OMAD as more of a maintenance tool. Some people are going to say, well, that doesn't give you enough time to have enough nutrition. Right. So it's not really an OMAD. It's more of like a four hour window. One right? window a day. Right. A one window a, big, a day. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, like that. Uh, I haven't yeah. heard that before. Okay. Yeah. OWAD. Yeah. yeah OWAD. There's, a, there's a big distinction. Could be between... OWAD. I just, <laughs> I don't know about this one. I think we yeah, need to come right. up with something new. Yeah. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. 
Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. There's a big distinction there between one meal a yeah. day and one window a day. Because right. yes, like consistently fasting every single day, even if it's it's 12 hours, maybe it's 14, 16 hours, like hope it's that's 12. good. Yeah, yeah, at least, at least. Right. But but that already is a big intentional win. But yep. at the same time, we we need to get better at at cleaning up the lines, cleaning up those boundaries, because that's where the magic really starts to happen. Like yep. physiologically speaking, just like with Melissa and the the blood work was correcting, even before the scale starts to move, yep. sometimes that's that's important, especially if I have a lot of weight to lose too. So when we get into the definition of OMAD then we, we really need to take a look at like, well, what's going on here? Is it because my meal becomes a window? Is it because I'm really not focused on, on like the food or the experience or the connection during that time? Like maybe it's, maybe it's family dinner or something else like that. But like my, my habit pattern is just kind of like wandering around the island in the kitchen. That's not really like an intentional meal. That's hanging out close to the pantry, which is easy to like turn into a graze session. Especially if right? you work from home, like I do. Yep. Yes. 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 Get outside, your change yeah. your environment. All right. Yeah. So let's dive a little bit deeper into OMAD. And I want to use okay. 
This came in from Dawn, who's been a rock star. She's about seven or eight pounds away from maintenance, okay? So now we're at the yeah. opposite end of the spectrum, right? Scales mm -hmm. move tremendously. Now she's trying to figure out this whole maintenance thing, right? Mm -hmm. So interestingly enough, a week of OMAD. I've never done a whole week. Wow. Today is day seven. I decided to focus on getting the OMAD part and loosened up my plate expectations. So now she's speaking to two forms of leverage, the external leverage and the fear of missing out or the internal mm -hmm. leverage of does this align with my goals? Yeah. Right. So OMADs typically send me into a graze fast this is why it's perfect, perfect alignment with the other things we've already discussed. Those other couple of situations, because mm -hmm. she says it turns me into a graze fast after about two or three days. Days one through four this time were a true meal. Day five and six, I opened up my window to two hours for a pre-meal, then a meal. This, for me, is pretty much what I live right now for maintenance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This it's a good is it. maintenance plan, yeah. It's simple. It's effective. It makes my life so much easier, right, with three kids and three dogs and just all under six years old, right? Just chaos every day, right? Survive the moment, <laughs> not the day. Yeah. And... And uh, it's just simple for me, right? So here's a couple of things in here. This seemed to help her when OMAD seemed a little less desired, right? So mm. life got busy. She didn't want to eat. She pushed her meal. She still kept it in OMAD. Mm -hmm. The second day when she went back and said, hey, I haven't been doing this, so I'm going to put a little more intention into it. She's like, it started to turn into a, a grazing session. So stopped thought about it, that it wasn't intentional, reflected, and then was able to wait for the actual meal. Nice. So if someone's like, yeah, I've been fasting and I haven't been getting results. Well, what have you actually been doing? Which is going to talk about the last topic that we're going to talk about today, which is the weekend warrior mindset. Ooh. Great Monday through Thursday, but man, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Hold on. We're going to get there. <laughs> Full steam ahead. So <laughs> After this week of intentional OMAD, which typically it's one or two days and then just a graze fest, right? Mm. So what we just mentioned, one of the things we said about like, why isn't it working is you're not picking the right plan, right? So this yeah. plan of OMAD for her wasn't working, especially to get rid of the last seven or eight pounds. When you get close to maintenance, you right. need more time to get nutrient dense foods in. Yeah. But now you've got the fear of I'm going to give it back the external leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. She made the pivots, she won the week, right? Had an incredible experience, scales moving, she's happy. The update comes from, I love just the opening statement and then we'll go into the Weekend Warrior here is, I'm still working on my brain with true OMADs, yep. but my definition of OMAD definitely got cleaned up last week. Yes, there we go. And that's powerful. Yeah, no more confusing it with that one window a day right there. Did the true OMAD on Monday, and Tuesday went lunch to dinner. So that's an awesome 30 hour fast right there. I feel great. I'm planning on doing OMADs the next three days. And like, but then, then now she's, she's starting to go like, should I continue on this track? Do I need to keep reinforcing this or should I be mixing it up with something else that, that might be helpful on my fasting journey? So I really like where this is going. And I feel like, if, if you're in the middle of building some good habits and like cleaning something up, like figuring out your OMAD definition right there, I think you should continue on that track for, for a little while. I think you should, you should really build that because that's going to go a, a longer way than, than like throwing in some other random variables. 
to see how it goes, right? Yeah, and she even says at the very end of this, the second update, food choices mm -hmm. have been better. Hoping these strategies will, will help me end the battle with the second half, right? Yeah. Again, might not be the right plan, but the key here was the second half of the week is usually where I struggle. So she did something different. Mm -hmm. I got trace minerals and started using them and I'm visualizing what the end of this week is going to look like before I get into it. Nice, nice. Yeah. This is like, she is really like, this is a, this is a challenger journey right here too. You right. start the week with an intention, the weekend hits, and then you come back on, cause we run the challenge from Wednesday to the following Tuesday. So we're with you over the weekend, which is like the majority of where people fall off a lot of times. Right. Yeah. And it's that weekend mindset, which really is the last thing we want to talk about, which is the, the question that came in from Kathy. How do I change my thinking around weekends and socializing? And she raises her hand and says, I'm a weekend warrior. So if you don't know what the fasting yeah. types are, after taking 4,000 people through challenges and millions of downloads, one and a half million plus downloads on the podcast and tens mm. of thousands of emails and messages and correspondences, right, right yeah. over the last few years, um, we really started to see like three buckets of fasting types, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a fasting freelancer, there's the weekend warrior, and there's the gratuitous grazer, okay? Yep, that's me. That's you, yep. <laughs> so freelancer over here. Back in the day, it was Weekend Warrior, but now it's, it's freelancer, which is yeah. good to know. So she says Weekend Warrior here. I have a lot of self-control in other areas of my life, but when it comes to gatherings and events on the weekends, I struggle. Mm. That's That can be tough because we fear look at them. Yeah, we are missing out so much. Um, we just got an email like today or yesterday about that too, about you know, what, what, what to do in front of other people, like at a restaurant or I got invited somewhere, you know, like that comes up a lot and that, that can really pull on you, especially if you find yourself being a weekend warrior, because if you think about it, the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're talking about 40% of the week there, but the caloric and the insulin balance are, are really not the same as that 40%. Oftentimes the, the weekend can be the cause of 60% or, or more, it might be 70, 75% of your intake, your insulin and your calories. So eat, no matter how disciplined you are from like Monday through Thursday, if the wheels come off Friday through Sunday, like forget about seeing long term changes and consistency. Like, like don't don't be surprised if things aren't changing right there. Well, actually, don't be surprised if you're at the starting gate on mon every Monday or actually behind it. Yeah. And that's the reality is that the plan. So again, back to some of the other stuff we just talked about is what is the plan, right? How do you yeah. navigate that? What is it looking like? If you know the weekends are tough, this is the question I posed to her was, what is it about the gatherings and the events that make it difficult? Is mm. it because everyone that is putting these on and invites you wants you to come and they wanna feed you? Or is it more about them being around you and connecting with you and building those relationships? This is something mm. that we talk a lot about in the sustainability portion of keeping the weight off, which is statistically not great, right? <laughs> right? About right. 5% of people can keep the, the, the desired amount of weight off for two years. Um, this is where like that mindset shift ahead of time into your point, 40% of the week, but 60 plus percent of the consumption. And if you add in alcohol, then mm -hmm. you're going to be kicking yourself completely out of the ketosis, the ebb and flow out of ketosis and fat burning. Yeah. 
And you're going to be pushing that back and removing some of those hours of being glycogen depleted or insulin resistant reversal. Right. So you're absolutely like not even furthering the plan. You're probably getting further from the end goal. Yeah. So the weekend warrior is the most common type that we see. And it's really about like framing it differently and using that internal leverage and that external, those external forces or desires say, okay, what is my intention about saying yes to this event or saying yes to this individual who wants to be with me, but it's centered around a social food, yeah. alcohol laden environment. Sure. Yeah. And like, um, what goes a, a long way is, is a little bit of planning, like, like thinking yeah. ahead to what are those things? Because, uh, oftentimes these are the same types of gatherings that come up. Like maybe it's like a tailgate thing, or maybe it's, it's a church or an after church brunch thing, or, you know, like insert whatever here, there's, there's a lot of patterns yeah. that kind of come up with weekend warrioring, if you will. And yeah. so like putting a little bit of planning ahead of time can be like, well, maybe there's some smart food swaps that I can make. Or maybe there's some boundaries that I can set or some lines that I can draw for myself to where I don't have to feel like I just I just lost control. Because if I feel like I lost control, then what's the point of setting my next fasting timer until maybe I get right. that motivation back, quote unquote, or until Monday comes back around. So if I can feel in control Friday, Saturday and Sunday, then I can set my next fasting timer, even if it's a little bit shorter or it's not the same as, as what I did Monday through Thursday. That's okay, but I still feel in control and I'm not right. starting over again every Monday. Right, right, and that's huge. It's, it's so huge. Again, fasting is simple, but sometimes it's not easy, right? Yeah. I wanna to talk to this little subset right here as we wrap up today's episode too. Okay. I wanna encourage you guys, like if you have lost the weight before mm -hmm. and it's come back, it doesn't have to be harder this time around. True, Okay. Yeah. It yeah. can be different. You have the ability to make it different, but reflecting back on what worked well and what didn't work is where the magic lies. So this was like a perfect storm of questions and conversations that we've had over the last few weeks where they're all related to one another, right? So we started yeah. with, it's not really working. Could it be my fasting? Could it be my food? Is it the sweets I'm eating? I really want the weight to change, but you already had a huge win because your metabolic panel has changed, right? So right. you know yeah. it's working. Now we need to get it moving, right? Or else you're yeah. going to stop. And then the whole idea of like, what about breaking the window? What is an o true OMAD? Am I actually doing OMAD or am I actually intermittent fasting? 40% not fasting 40% of the week yeah. <laughs> because of this weekend warrior mindset, right? And then yeah. what about the weekends and the families and the social gatherings? And that is everything wrapped up in a nutshell about creating this and turning this into a lifestyle. If you listen to the episode of my journey, losing the 50 pounds in 50 days, it's 48 and a half pounds in 50 days. Mm. Tommy, you lost the majority of your weight in about six months. And then yeah. it's been a slow decline yeah. since then to keep it yeah. off. Getting it off was easy. The harder part is in the sustainability of it. And that's really? truly what we're yeah. working on and continue to work on, which is why when I opened the episode today, I was like, yeah, this is what we do. We talk about fasting, right? right. So <laughs> if you're new, if you've done a challenge, if you've been with us for a while, some of this stuff resonated with you today, then it is not too late to join us tomorrow. Yes. We only have two of these challenges left before the end of the year. This one is strategically placed right at the beginning of the air quotes holiday season. Mm -hmm. Ooh, spooky, right? Right over Halloween weekend. So you better believe that we're going to walk you through it. And then we have one more position squarely in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. 
So it is a perfect time to jump in. I wanna encourage you guys if any of this resonated, this specific episode resonated with you today, if you've been thinking about it, now is the time. Let's make this fourth quarter the best fourth quarter that you've ever had. Let's yes. round out 2022 in a way and show up differently than you have in the past. Man, I know we can we can make for an awesome end of the year here yep. and like insulate yep. ourselves for going into to 2023 as well. So. It's so cool. I'm so fired up. I'm I'm, yep. I'm just pumped. I'm excited about about what we're going to be doing in this challenge. So yep. this is really cool. Thank you guys all for submitting these questions and leveling up and paying attention to to what you're doing and keep doing what's what's working. Do more of that. Yep. And if you're new to the podcast, and you want to get your questions answered, submit the questions to us. Info at thefastingforlife.com. Go to the show notes. Click the link for more information. Don't wait. Time is ticking. Challenge starts tomorrow, but don't worry. There is plenty of time to get in. We'll see you on the inside, Tommy. Thanks for the good conversation as always, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.